Welcome to Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. Teaching you how to manage your mind so that you can create relationships you love. And now, here's your host, certified relationship coach and expert in all things love, friendship and mind drama, Rebecca Orr. Hi guys, how's everyone doing? In my group coaching program this week, we have been talking all about decision-making, which is what gave me the idea for this episode. And it's a very hot topic and one that a lot of people have a lot of mind drama about. And so I wanted to focus on it today in today's episode and talk about how we can make decisions in our lives, even when we don't know exactly how things are going to turn out or what the future holds, which let's be honest, is always. (laughs) So let's dive straight in. Do you ever find yourself in decision paralysis where you just can't decide what the right thing is to do? I see this with my clients all of the time. They're asking themselves, they're asking me, what is the right decision? What do I do? What is the right thing to do? As if that right thing exists and we just need to somehow uncover what it is. Or as if there's some board of directors that we can go to, to issue a certificate naming something the correct or right and appropriate decision. But in reality, there is no such thing. (laughs) And there is no such thing as the objectively right thing to do in any situation. You can think about that in any situation. So many people would have different opinions about what's right or wrong or what they personally would have done. And so it's important that we remember that there isn't an objectively right thing to do and that there are just different decisions we could make. Right and wrong is subjective. A hundred people could have a hundred different opinions about what was right and what was wrong, circumstance to circumstance. And for most people, we tend to base whether it was the right or wrong decision on whether we feel a negative or positive emotion after we've done it. So if I feel regret or doubt after I've made a decision, that must mean it was the wrong decision, right? (laughs) Does that sound familiar? But that is not actually the case because negative emotion isn't created by a choice being objectively right or wrong. Because remember, objectively right and wrong doesn't exist. That is not a thing. Choices aren't right or wrong. They're completely neutral. And it's actually our thoughts about them deciding if it was right or wrong. So the emotion you feel about a choice after you've made it is created by your thoughts, not the thing itself. And I'm going to say that again because it's really, really important here. The emotion you feel about a choice you've made is created by your thoughts, not the choice itself. For example, you could decide to have children and your brain will almost definitely, for the parents listening will agree, your brain will almost definitely offer you the thought I should not have done this (laughs) at one point or another and create a feeling of regret in your body. I think most parents would agree that that is a a thought that's just entered their mind at some point. Just like if you'd chosen not to have children, your brain will probably whisper, you should have had kids, you're missing out at some point. And it will create that same feeling of regret in your body. Your brain will say those thoughts and create regret simply because it's a human brain not because the decision was objectively right or wrong. And where I see my clients getting stuck in decision-making is when they try to make their decisions based on what may or may not happen in the future or what their brain may whisper to them later down the line. So let's look at the example of your partner cheating. 
Maybe you found out that they've cheated and you're trying to decide whether to stay and forgive them or leave. And I've coached a few people in this situation and it often comes back to the same question. But what if they do it again? And they feel paralyzed in the decision-making process because they're basing their decision on something, one, that's totally out of their control, whether they cheat again is something they have no control over, and two, something that they have no idea is either going to happen or not happen. So how the hell are they meant to decide? And they tell themselves, well, if I knew they were definitely going to stay faithful in the future, I'd stay. But if I knew they were going to cheat again, I'd leave. And that is just so unhelpful. (laughs) Because we don't know that and we're never going to know that until it does or doesn't happen. So we cannot base the decision on that. And that goes for any situation you're struggling with. You can't base whether your decision is right for you right now on things that you have no idea may or may not happen in the future. And what my clients are really most afraid of is they'll make the decision maybe to stay and then something will happen again in the future. And then they'll have to beat themselves up and call themselves stupid for making the decision to stay. They're afraid because they know if they guessed wrong, if things don't turn out the way they hoped, they'll be horrible to themselves and blame themselves for not being psychic. And I have a whole other episode on why you don't need to see it coming, um, which is really key for this topic and useful. So definitely go and check that out if, if you haven't already. But the alternative here is we have to make the best decision that we can with the information we have at the time and vow to have our own backs, however that pans out. We have to have a relationship with ourselves where we're not going to beat ourselves up or be mad at ourselves for not being able to predict things that are outside of our control. And one of the best ways to make a decision is to look at your reasons either way and assess which reasons you like more, which reasons feel most intentional. And I'll give you an example. Say my past client's reasons for staying in in her relationship after her boyfriend had behaved in a way she didn't like was, I just don't think I'll be able to find someone else. I'm scared to go back on the dating scene. I don't think I'll meet anyone else. I don't think anyone else will want to be with me. If those were her reasons for staying, those are most likely not reasons that she would like. Those reasons wouldn't feel good and aligned to her. And she'd be making that decision from a place of fear, which is likely not the place she really wants to be making it from. But on the other hand, if her reason for staying in the relationship was, I believe he's sorry and he's putting in the work to really work on himself and I want to see how we can grow from this together. Maybe those would be reasons that she did like, that that did feel good and aligned and intentional to her. So asking yourself, what are my reasons either way here? And how do I feel about those reasons? Do I like my reasons? Or are there some unhelpful limiting thoughts and beliefs here that I need to clean up before I can make this decision from a clean place? Am I believing I can't make one decision for a certain reason? So for example, I can't leave because I can't handle dating again. That is an unhelpful limiting belief that you don't want to be hinging your choosing to stay on. You want to challenge that belief and consider how that might not be true at all. What if you could handle dating again? What if you believed you could totally go out there and meet someone else and survive the whole dating process? Then would you still choose to stay and work on this relationship with this person? And sometimes people will say to me, well, what's a good reason to stay? Or what's a good reason to leave? And the answer is, I have no idea. (laughs) That is totally subjective. And there is no list of approved good reasons to stay in a relationship or good reasons to leave it. Your job is just to check in on whether you like your reasons for you. 
And this work isn't about thinking the right thing and making the right decisions because that doesn't exist. This work is just about taking ownership of your life and thinking intentionally and and managing the way that you want to show up to your life on purpose. And a good enough reason can just be because I don't want to. If you just don't want to do something, that's a good enough reason. You don't need any more than that. Just be honest with yourself about what that reason is and why. And most of the time when we're kind of unsure, we know what we want to do and we're half committed to the decision, that's when our brain will offer us that sneaky, but what if thought, but what if this happens or what if that happens? And the most dangerous thing you can do is not answer that question for yourself, not answer your brain. Because left unanswered, what if thoughts just create panic and uncertainty? Because usually what we're subconsciously answering that question with is, we couldn't handle it. Your brain is saying, but what if they cheat? And your subconscious mind is saying, you couldn't handle it. It would prove you were unlovable. It would mean you'd been an idiot. Your brain is following up that question with very painful thoughts that you're just believing would be true when they're actually totally optional. So you have to really look at the fear your brain is offering to you. Answer it. What if that happened? Then what? What is your brain most afraid it would mean? What might you think and feel if that happened? I was coaching a member of my group coaching program this week and she said she was afraid if she picked a certain job opportunity over another job opportunity that she had, that if it didn't go to plan, she'd be unable to get other opportunities in her original field, um, in the, the field of her previous job. And so I asked her, well, is that true? And she paused for a minute and really thought about it and then replied, no, it's actually not true at all. (laughs) She knew many people who had done that. She'd still have the same skills and her experience from the new job opportunity would actually just broaden her skill set. So this is why answering your brain's fearful questions is so important because her brain was spinning her a terrifying tale that wasn't even true. And so she needed to go back to her brain and reassure it and say, okay, brain, if this doesn't work out, here's the plan. This is what we're going to do. We will go back into this industry or we will apply for a job here, whatever it is, and reassure her brain that whatever happened, she would be okay, she would handle it. Let's look at a relationship example. So let's say you're trying to decide whether to move in with your partner or not. And you've looked at your reasons and you like your reasons for wanting them to move in. You've cleaned up any fearful insecurities or unhelpful beliefs and you like your reasons. Then your brain whispers, but what if you move in together and they get sick of you or you realize you're not compatible? Answer that question. So what if that happens? What is your brain most afraid of if that did happen? What's the worst thoughts and feelings your brain is afraid you'd have? Because that's always behind our scary what if thoughts, our scary what if questions. Your brain is afraid of experiencing a certain emotion. It's afraid to feel regret or sadness or heartbreak or rejection or shame. So we have to first understand why we'd feel that way, what thoughts would create those emotions, and then decide if that thing did happen, what we'd want to think and feel about it on purpose. With this example, if you moved in with your partner and then later down the line you broke up or they left you, you'd probably want to feel negative emotion about that. You wouldn't want to be happy (laughs) that you'd broken up. And we call this clean pain. So it's the pain you want to feel in response to a circumstance happening. You know, it's, it's negative emotion that you would want to feel. You don't want to feel happy about it. But what usually keeps my clients awake at night is the fear of the dirty pain. 
And dirty pain is the pain that is created by thoughts that we would not choose on purpose. Thoughts about how the circumstance happening means something about you or the future. So maybe with this example, your brain would make them ending the relationship mean you weren't good enough or that you're unlovable or that you'll never have a long lasting relationship. Those are all dirty pain thoughts, thoughts that you'd want to challenge and overcome. And those are what your brain is most afraid of. So you have to challenge that and decide, okay, if they move in and it doesn't work out, here's what I'm going to choose to intentionally make it mean about me. I'm not going to choose to make it mean I messed up or that I'm unlovable. I'm not going to choose to regret the decision to let them move in. I'm going to have my own back regardless. Same with the cheating example. Say you decided to take your partner back after they cheated or behaved in a way you didn't like, but your brain keeps doubting the decision and saying, but what if they cheat again or what if they lie again? You have to decide on purpose what you will choose to think and feel if that does happen. And you don't have to make them lying or cheating again mean that your decision to take them back was the wrong one. Did you know that? It's kind of crazy. You can choose to stand by your decision and believe it was the perfect decision for you at the time, made from reasons that you liked, and that regardless of what they choose to do or not do in the future, you made the right decision for yourself. And you can decide not to make their actions, or however the situation pans out in the future, mean anything negative about you. You can choose to love yourself and have your own back either way. So many of my clients are afraid of making decisions and then things not going the way they planned because of how mean they'll be to themselves on the other side of it. You know, if they take their partner back and they cheat again, they'll call themselves idiots. They'll feel embarrassed and ashamed and like they were foolish. But all of that is optional. You're not an idiot or stupid for not being able to predict the future or predict the actions of someone that you have no idea what they're going to do next. You're not supposed to be able to. We have no idea what might happen in the future and we can't base our decisions on trying to accurately predict things we cannot know for sure. We can only decide on purpose not to beat ourselves up whatever happens and let go of the things outside of our control and make our decisions for reasons that we like and that feel good for us in that moment. And I can almost hear some of you screaming as you listen to this, but I don't want to get hurt. And the truth is, yes, you do. Can I just say it bluntly? You do. You want to get hurt sometimes because if you decided to never ever put yourself in harm's way and risk getting hurt, you'd have to live alone on a mountain and have no relationships. And you don't want that probably. (laughs) You want to have loving, open and vulnerable relationships. And let's be honest, even if you did go and live in the mountains with no relationships, you would still be feeling hurt because your brain would probably still create negative emotion like loneliness or sadness and maybe regret that you hadn't had any relationships in your life. Your brain is coming with you and creating negative emotion no matter where you go and no matter what decisions you make. And this is why being open to the full 50-50 of emotions, the good and the bad, is so important. Being willing to feel pain and grief and sadness and trusting yourself to handle it because it is an inevitable part of being a human on this planet. But your brain isn't going to want you to do that, and it's going to want you to base your decisions on what would create the least discomfort or negative emotion for you, which actually is sometimes going against what you truly desire. For example, before I became a coach, I had a decision of my own to make. I had to decide whether to leave my comfortable job and career to enter into the unknown world of coaching and train and try and figure out how on earth to build a business and a client base from scratch. It was terrifying. I was very scared. And it was something I had no idea how to do. 
or I had no idea whether it was going to work or not. And my brain would whisper, but what if it doesn't work? What if I fail? And the truth is, I had to be willing to fail and go through negative emotion. And trust me, there has been a lot of negative emotion I felt while building my business because I have a human brain. And I had to be willing to handle that and go through it in order to create something I really wanted to create. And I see similar situations when clients of mine know that the person they're with isn't capable of being the partner that they really want. Maybe they act in ways that go against their core values or that they don't treat them very nicely and maybe they don't want the same things long term. But their reason for staying is that they don't want to face the pain of going through the breakup. And in these examples, their reason for leaving is because they know that this isn't actually what they want and they want to go and find someone that can be the partner that they want to to experience life with. But their reason for choosing to stay is to avoid negative emotion. And this is why not basing your decisions on trying to avoid negative emotion and checking in on whether you really like that reason for that choice is so, so important. We want to assess the facts of situations and make decisions based on reasons that we like and feel good to us and then commit to having our own back however it pans out. And understanding that your brain is always going to be afraid of negative emotion because it's a human brain, that's very normal, it's wired to be that way, and not basing your decision on how best to avoid it is really important because you can try and avoid it all you want, but negative emotion is coming because that's the reality of being a human with a human brain on this planet. You could choose to leave your relationship and you'd have to face some negative emotion. Or you could choose to stay in your relationship and you'd have to face some negative emotion. There's going to be negative emotion either way, my friends. So rather than making decisions based on trying to avoid it, make decisions based on reasons that feel aligned to you and take you closer to the life you truly want to live. And this brings me back to what I mentioned at the very start of this episode about there being no right or wrong choices. And I always like to remind my clients of this. There are no right or wrong paths, just different adventures. You could choose to stay in your relationship and have one adventure or leave it and have a completely different adventure. You could choose to quit your job and start a business and that would be one exciting, terrible, positive and negative adventure. Or you could choose to stay in your job and that would have positive and negative emotion and that would be a different adventure. You could choose to have children and go and have that adventure. You could choose to not have children and that would be a different adventure. All adventures will have their own share of positive and negative emotion, difficulties to overcome, problems to solve, and your brain will have mind drama down either path because it's a human brain. So which adventure is the adventure you want to choose right now? If you knew you would be kind and supportive of yourself and that you could handle anything that happened down either path, which would you choose today? Okay, guys, that is all I've got for you today and I hope it was helpful. The next round of my group coaching program, Master Your Relationship Mind Drama, is going to be opening its doors. I previously said December, but it's not. It's like the first week of January. And in order to make sure you don't miss out, you're going to want to go and get yourself on the waitlist. So I'm going to drop the link with all of the details and the link to the waitlist in the information section of this episode. So go and check that out. And can I ask that you do a little something for me? Could you go ahead and give this podcast a rating on whatever platform you're listening from? This is how I can keep reaching more and more people and spreading the word of this work. So it would mean a lot to me. Okay, guys, I hope you all have an amazing weekend and I will speak to you all next week. Bye. 
If you're loving this podcast, you can also hang out with Rebecca on Instagram and TikTok at Rebecca or Coaching. Don't forget to sign up to her email list for exclusive freebies and for more information on her one-to-one and group coaching programs. 